Alaska Partners podcast. My name is Keenan Blanco and today I have one of our senior accountants with me, Ross Gigenti. Welcome, Ross. Thanks, Keenan. Pleasure pleasure to be having doing this podcast with you. Today we're going to be diving into the JobKeeper stimulus package and some of the critical guidelines a business must follow. So, Ross, for those who may not be aware, tell me mm-hmm. a bit about the, the JobKeeper package and, and what it's really about. Yeah, thanks, Keenan. Uh, well, really, really, I suppose in the simplest form, as part of the COVID-19 stimulus package, uh, packages released, the federal government has released this $130 billion package called the JobKeeper. It's to support businesses significant, uh, significantly impacted by obviously the COVID-19 uh, to help really keep Australians in jobs. Basically, if you qualify both from an employer and an employee perspective, it's a $1,500 before tax payment per eligible employee per fortnight for six months. Cool. So I guess as an employer, how do I know if my business um, and my employees are actually eligible for the subsidy? Yeah, Keenan, there's a number of, number of rules that um, your boxes you'll need to tick off. But basically, I'll, so, so I'll go through some basic ones. So on the 1st of March, you must have carried on a business in Australia. And that can be also for a, a not-for-profit. And, and have employed at least one eligible employee on the 1st of March 2020. So that's step one. Step two your revenue turnover reduces by at least 30% for turnover under $1 billion. So let's just assume that's 90, 95% uh, of, of, our, of our audience here. Yep. Compare the March, and how they're gonna assess this turnover is comparing a prior period. So to give you an example, March 2020, or the month of March 2020, with that of the March 2019. Employees must be permanent or part-time as at the 1st of March. Long-term casuals must be employed for at least 12 months on a regular and systematic basis. Must be at least 16 years of age and they have to, the employees have to agree to be nominated by you as the employer. Cool. So would this still apply to people that I've stood down, um, seeing my business potentially could be shut down at the moment? Yes, Keenan. So if you if they're employed as of the first of March and yep. they had subsequently been stood down, this package will allow you to essentially re-employ them and get paid that fifteen hundred dollars per fortnight. Yeah, cool. So I guess the next question is um, there's a lot of sole traders, trusts and partnerships that actually, I guess, aren't paying wages to themselves. Um, are they still entitled to anything? And if so, what what are they entitled to? Yeah, it's interesting on the JobKeeper uh, job scheme. So sole, sole traders can be eligible. So if their business has experienced a downturn according to the criteria we just went through. With your, with your business owners, so that's your partnerships, your trusts and companies, if they're actively engaged in their business, they are limited, and which is the trick to this, limited to one entitlement of the JobKeeper payment. So to give an example, if um, in partnership with mum and dad and we meet the revenue eligibility test to be qualified for JobKeeper, you can nominate one of those partners to receive that $1,500 before tax per fortnight payment. Okay, cool. And so if the um, if someone's already working another job and receiving it 
from a, a different job, they they can only access one um, $1,500 payment. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct, Kenan. And that's so the importance of, will, and which we'll cover off on a little bit later, the uh, requirements that you'll need to, uh, or the evidence you'll need to submit to the tax office in order to, to receive this payment. Cool. I guess looking at it, one of the um, the grey areas is obviously businesses turnover dropping by by thirty percent. Are you able to dive down into that for me and, and explain what does it mean by dropping by thirty percent? I guess compared to compared to what and how am I going to um, prove this to the ATA? Yeah, no, it is not a straightforward straightforward answer. It'd be great if it if it was, but uh, essentially it's going to be based on your GST turnover. And it's going to be three different ways to test that. First off, is comparing a, a prior period with a current period. So, for example, that we, I brought up earlier, your March 2020 with your March 2019, or April 2020 with your April 2019. Yep. You can also project GST turnover for the month of April 2020 with GST turnover for 2019 April. Or you can project the GST turnover for the quarter starting April 2020 to June 2020 with that of the previous 2019 quarter. What's interesting to note, Keenan, is irrespective if your account for GST on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, you can choose any method. Yeah, gotcha. Another point to note is once you qualify, it will remain. You don't need to keep. Um, once you qualify, you'll you continue to get paid JobKeeper, even though your turnover may improve. However, you have to, there's some ongoing obligations that we'll we'll touch base in a moment. Okay, cool. I guess um, just looking at it and listening to um, a lot of what's coming out from the ATO, it's um, seems to be a lot of strict timelines in terms of, I guess, what needs to happen over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, well, take us through, I mean, what a business needs to do um, to ensure that, that they're entitled to it. And I guess um, the, the other question I got is, is, should we be paying the employees now? Um, and if so, should we be paying them for the full amount of hours um, that they would normally work? If I don't have the cash flow, um, what happens there? Yeah, no, thank you. Look, the ATO have some really good information around this around this process and how it's going to be administered. Um, there's two there's I suppose two slightly different approaches, and um, basically they've, they've they've put it into eight steps. So eight steps for the JobKeeper from the 20th of April onwards. And I'm saying the 20th of April because that's the first time you can actually apply. Uh, so people would apply for there um, to be registered or interested in the JobKeeper, this is to actually now receive it. So it's from the 20th of April onwards. So the eight-step process is basically you got to register your interest and subscribe, check you and your employee's eligibility. You must continue to pay each eligible employee $1,500 per JobKeeper fortnight. So JobKeeper fortnight commenced on the 30th of March. So the first JobKeeper fortnight is the 30th of March to the 12th of April, okay? must notify your eligible employees you are intending to claim and check that they aren't claiming JobKeeper payment with any other employer. 
the JobKeeper nomination uh, notice to you, uh, sorry, complete the JobKeeper nomination notice to your nominated employees to complete and return by the end of April if you plan to claim the JobKeeper payment from April's. So now we're getting into the, the timeline. So from the 20th of April, you can enrol with the tax office or the JobKeeper through the business portal or your registered tax agent can help with that process. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, online, sorry, mate. <coughs> online form provides bank details and, and indicate if you are claiming an entitlement uh, and specify the estimated number of employees that you, you, you will be eligible for the first JobKeeper payment. So again, that 30th of March to 12th of April. So from the 4th of May onwards, so the after the first two fortnights, pretty much a very similar process. You, you have to apply, ensure everyone's eligible, identify your employees, submit the confirmation, notify your employees. ATO will pay after receiving the application. Each month must reconfirm that your reported employees have not changed. There's no need to do a retest of turnover. However, you need to provide information as to your current projected turnover and complete the, um, and that's all going to be done under what they're, what they're calling a job keeper declaration form. And if any changes to employees, then you need to update as part of the application. So really in summary, Keenan, it's the 20th of April is step one, it's the first date. By the end of April, you want all your employee information ready to go. Then each month, you'll need to submit a job declaration form. No exact timelines on that form, but uh, the early suggestions was it was uh, within the first week of the month ending that you'd need to report. Ah, uh, yeah, gotcha. Cool. So thanks very much, Ross, for your time today. I mean, there's definitely a lot to cover um, in a short period of time. I guess a take-home point, like you said today, there's there's a lot of variables um, and businesses, there's a, a lot of big decisions that need to be made in a short period of time in relation to this package alone. So. Um, look, advice on it, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach is, is, I guess, what I've taken from it. Um, eligibility, cash flow, the type of employees you have, I guess, the status of your business, they're all playing a, um, a role in determining, you know, the plan of attack each business should should take. Um, I guess, overall, um, if there's any questions, um, feel free to contact us um, either through our website, www.cosca.com.au or email us um, your contact details through info at cosca.com.au. Once again, thank you guys for joining us today.